Hi guys. I'm looking like Michael Jackson right now. <laughs> That's definitely going on my B roll. Um I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start the fire, let them see the smoke. Here with two guys. One has already introduced himself. I, I realize I still haven't promoted the first one we did, so it'll be nice to just do both. But um, kind of the rule is someone comes in here, like, I'm not going to introduce you. You introduce yourself. What what people say about themselves is what they want people to know is my thing. So always go ahead. Yeah. Um, Derek Hockey, I've moved around a lot. Um, been friends with Frank for a couple of years now. We're like kind of brothers at this point. Um, Either bring it closer or sorry. talk louder. You Most can bring it, bring it up like this. Long, long, long <laughs> past two nights. <laughs> I, can, I can honestly <laughs> tell you that. Long, long, long past two nights. But uh, yeah. This is I don't Jack and Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's good. And and I always enjoy having people here. So yeah. I appreciate it for sure. Thanks for me, but um then Franklin, obviously, like I said, you'll you'll see more of him. But the topic we were gonna go on today was friends. And it's you could keep it really surface or you could keep it really real. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously Franklin kind of lit up when we when we brought up the topic because I I wanted to go into like all the side show of it the acquaintances versus real friends you brought up childhood friends um one important thing is women as friends like is it possible those types of things mm-hmm. long distance friends um I think it all gets choppy. work friends it all gets choppy like it just gets put in a blender yeah you know I think that's the biggest thing that I've which, which one do you mean the way friends flow through your life. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's similar. You said it all gets chopped up in a blender. Yeah. Um, and I think it, the ability to differentiate what's from what kind of mm-hmm. gets worse and worse as you get older, because there's so many different layers. Like I realize our friendship right now is something that will be around for the rest yeah. of my life, but I realize that's going to change, you know, once you and I have families and yeah. kids. Right. I think the biggest problem with friendships and my perspective Hold is... Hold on, I'm just in my thing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. Uh, so I think one of the things that, that really changes from, you know, my perspective is primarily focused on the fact that people have overvalued the weight that they've put in their relationships yeah. as they've gotten older because it's not like when Susie and Sally met on the playground and now you're just besties for the yeah. next, you know, however many years. Like, it's very rare you meet someone who's like, oh, me and John have known each other since we were six years old. For sure. And so, you know, I look at the relationships I have now and, and the ones that work the best for me are the ones where there's a mutual shared understanding of, you know, how we play into each other's lives. Yeah. And I think you met my boy Cameron when we were back in Cleveland. Yeah. He said the funniest thing to like one of my closest friends. And I'm best friends with Cameron. And also like I lived with, you know, person X for, you know, three years of mine. For sure. Six years sure. of college and grad school. Yeah. Um, and they've been cool for like the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. And he made a joke because person X's wedding is kind of coming up in this upcoming you know couple of months. Sure. And the other person had gotten married this past summer and neither of them were on the invite list for the respective person's wedding. Okay. 
And so he goes, I respect the fact that you and I could be this close in person and also understand that we're not people who would be at each at each other's right. weddings and not take any offense. To For that. sure. Mm-hmm. And it was like the level of maturity to know that while I really, you know, fuck with this person, yeah. it, it's just not that serious. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to feel owed by this person and right. this person doesn't owe me. And we can just move forward with the freeness and lack of weight on our, your shoulders yeah. from you know, quote unquote, that responsibility to be mm-hmm. that person. Um, and I think that it was get older people just forget that no one really owes you anything. And yeah. while that is a really sad thing from one perspective, because mm-hmm. you feel like you're giving a ton and people aren't giving it back, but it's also a very freeing thing because it gives you the space to like really be yourself and figure out who's actually invested in you. Yeah. But uh, it's just, it's all choppy. Well, you, you I mean, if you don't mind us talking, you you said a lot right there. So we're going to chop in. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, it was all great. There were so many points there that, you know, I hope we can go into a little bit more. Um, For me, like I said, I have probably five or six, like, best, best friends that I can think of throughout my life. Mm-hmm. As you said, people, you know, come in and flow and whatever. And I think the only way you can have friends throughout your whole life is with that understanding you were saying. Right. Those, these are guys that I don't talk to very often, you know, and it might be in phases for this one or that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might call and not get a call back. You might text and not get a text back. But when you do end up catching up, it's not, oh, why didn't you respond? You know, I mean, there might be a joke, but yeah. it's not, why didn't you respond to my text or, or anything like that? Cause you, you understand, like, you know, they're moving on with their life just like you are. I think it, what's weird is that the people who are more sensitive about that aren't even as good of friends as the people who usually are accepting of that. Yeah. And, and I don't know if there is something there, but it's like, I, you know, some people will get sensitive and it's like, I don't even know you that well. <laughs> like I, you know, I'm, I met you last year yeah. and at the gym and, we, and you know, I don't even go to that gym anymore. You know what I mean? Someone so, tweeted this week, this past week. And they were like in 2023, if someone asked me a personal question, I'm just going to ask them why. And I think that's a great, kind of reflection on modern relationships is people feeling like they're owed access to you right Mm -hmm. and in real like actuality it's just like no like i set the boundaries in which this relationship is and so i think that is a much bigger conversation you think that's changed over time like in the last three years you know no when i think about relationships like my mind has really changed over the last three years of being like separated from people and having only like facetime or phone call you know i think this is a natural progression though mm-hmm. um i think that when you look at the relationships our parents have gone through and then even look at the way relationships are depicted on television shows mm-hmm. and movies like there's always that weird transition as you get into your you know late 20s early adulthood right but there's also a transition in regards to how you view access to your relationship like always like one of the things you can always think about is like your favorite tv show your favorite movie that's based on a friend group right um you know people talk about you know right now a huge talking point on social media is best band holiday right and the new you know the reboot series that they have on peacock it's a talk that one of the big focal points is on the difference between where they're at on the last you know sequence of this sure. you know trilogy whatever yeah, you want to call I, it i don't even know how many now yeah, yeah. um and between now and, and it talks about like just each character, like one of the girls on the, one of the women on the move, the TV show between the last movie and now, like she's easily gone from one of the worst characters to one of the best characters sure. because she's modernized. She's become more reflective, right? understands her role within the friendship. But I don't think it's changed in regards to 
historically. I think that for us, it's changed because, mm-hmm. you know, where we're at in our lives. But I think that from a, a human perspective, I feel like this is the natural pr- trans- or progression that you go through. Well, I would, I would actually disagree. And I, and I don't think I would have if I hadn't had a second to think right then, because I was thinking as you, as you go through pandemic, I think a lot of people reached out to people that they normally wouldn't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're just sitting at home. You're like, Oh, you know, I'm going to text or hit up whoever. Um, Is that not a reflection of social media though? In what way? I think that the only way I can recognize an increase of people feeling owed or having more access to you is because we now have social media. No, yes, yeah. that part, yes. But I'm. But he was asking because you were saying the opposite, right? You yeah. were thinking in the last few years people have come, have, have spaced out. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm saying because of pandemic, a lot of people actually came together that normally wouldn't talk because you just didn't have anything to do. You were reaching out yeah. to more people. You were told value the people in your life. All these things that mm-hmm. I think normally wouldn't have happened. Now I do agree that your. I do think it's the progression, like. I think because of social media, more access is given. So to protect yourself, you end up having to almost put up more walls for, for truly interpersonal like relationships. Like for example, more than ever to your point, someone will come up to you and talk to you about something going on in your life that you didn't tell them because they saw it on social media. So, Oh bro, I saw you got a new car. It's like, which normally isn't a problem, but like you may have got a nice car. You may not want people, you may not want to flash how much money you make to people, you know, You but maybe you shouldn't have put it on social media. But at the same time, like you're not always thinking that every single person that can see it is going to see it. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Nothing worse than that conversation happening between a personal friend in front of a work friend. Because <laughs> one of you knew about that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> the yeah. other person might not have known. Right, that, right, right, right. Because work friends are just different. Yeah. Um, I think until you purposely blur that line like i blurred that line with work friends because they were genuinely friends like shout out sam and, and marlon um, right but most of the people i work with you talking about the two you were talking shit about before we started but sam no not marlon uh, <laughs> uh I, I think that you know you even with social media like i have friends on social media that i work with and our friendships you know was because of work and i'm cool with them and they know parts of my life through social media but what i say they know the intimate details of what's going on in my life no but i feel comfortable enough that i can give them a peek behind that curtain sure Mm -hmm. whereas like my other like work friends i'm like yo we're cool like let's go to happy hour but i really don't want to ask you about your girlfriend like (laughs) yeah and that was some you like that yeah there was somewhere i was going that was somewhere i was going in the different segments is because what do you do? What, you can tell them. What do you do for work? Oh, I'm a apparel designer at Patagonia. Okay, so you're are you working in an office most time or yeah. at home or? Because I think there's a dynamic. You're in an office. I'm two days in, three days in, two days out. But, but yeah, is it traditionally was a job in the office? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So my job is traditionally like a loaner job. Um, I do medical device sales. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't reach out to someone, I I don't have work friends, right? Yeah. If I don't if I don't make the effort and they don't, then then there's no conversation. Which I think is funny is that you guys probably spend much more time with your work people Correct. slash friends, yet my work friends are a lot closer because we actually have to put effort to talk to each other. It's not yeah. just like I went to the bathroom and passed your cubicle. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an, inter- an it's an interesting dynamic 
Um, and, and when I worked in an office, it was more of a laid back office. So I, te- uh, and I was, I hesitated because I was thinking if I should share this, but we, it, I worked at monster.com. Mm-hmm. So we had like a common area that had like a ping pong table and like almost like a little cafeteria. So I think you, you know, that lends to spending more leisure time just there. And I was really close with, with those people as well. Um, but I think that's just more of my personality. Like if I'm going to work with you and I may not be right, but if I'm working with you, like I want to have a relationship with you and it is sometimes hard for me, like someone who's a little more standoffish. Um, and you know, there's levels to that, right? Like I don't, you know, standoffish to me is not like you have to tell me everything or your standoffish. It's, it's more of like, yo, we're, we're, we're in this together. Like we can have a conversation Mm -hmm. type thing. Um, because I, where I was going was that dynamic versus like a gym friend versus like just an acquaintance you meet out like yeah. through like I mean you and I would yeah, be like if met. I if I saw you again now we'd have to have a conversation yeah. you know what I mean um so it's, it's it's interesting that you know like I think it's different personality types that enjoy having that versus not because I'm definitely one who does mm-hmm. um and I'll have work clo- work friends that are close but um. I, I don't know. How does it work in your office? Um, I feel like because um, it's creative. It's, yeah, it's I'm creative. Th- yeah, so we spend a lot of time together. I think right. it's. Uh, I know they try not to use the word like family oriented. Mm-hmm. I know that's like a red flag that LinkedIn and all these. We're websites, family here, you know. But <laughs> I think just because being on the West Coast, mm-hmm. like, it has that atmosphere. Yeah, like, right. By the beach, like yeah. Um, and I've made so some, they promote it. Yeah, you're saying they promote it. The as, company, as yeah, a family. Yeah, many people stay there for decades. And I felt like Monster.com when I was working there promoted it too. I think naturally, being from the Midwest and more of the East Coast, it's like people are standoffish of like, what's your agenda? Right or over there, it's like, yeah, just, genuine yeah. kindness. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. And it was like a really big adjustment my first couple of weeks of yeah. like, why are you, why are you talking? Oh, to yeah, me? why, why so many yeah, questions? Right. You know, um, but. The gym, I think, even then, is like I grew up with kind of disposable friends. Like mm-hmm. I moved every two point five years. Okay. So in my brain, there's a tick of like, there's no reason for us to get yeah, really to be devs real close because yeah. I'm not gonna see you know like lived in Canada, lived in Ghana at one point in my life. Um. So I'm learning like, and he's taught me a lot of like what true friendship means, mm-hmm. of, like what it, a real check in is. Yeah. Um. So I think it's just like a progress, a process for me. Sure. You know. Of like going to the gym and thinking somebody wants something for me. Like right. that's my maybe that's to like triggering or something like that or something in my childhood. But yeah. it's those things. Um and that's something I talk to him a lot about just like the idea of what makes a good friend a good friend. Yeah. You know, and that sounds very elementary. No, you you actually have my yeah. gears turning on that. But um and then there's different levels of gym friends mm-hmm. i know you'll understand this do you, do you play basketball at all i did okay so in the gym your friends on the court yeah. and your friends in the weight room are totally different Two different. yeah and so and i and i almost wonder i guess you'd relate it to like women that take classes like you take a yoga class mm-hmm. versus just two oh, women that gym. are friends in the lifting in the gym yeah um because different, different structure yeah it, well i was gonna go there you i mean the first thing that comes to mind is a dude in the gym. Like we talk shit to each other. Like we legit could say, fuck you. I'm about to beat your ass. Yeah. Literally yeah. walk out, walk out of the gym while we're walking out of the gym. Like, are we, or where are we going for drinks type thing? <laughs> yeah. or, or, you know, what are we doing yeah, tonight? Lunch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> versus like, smoothie or something. versus like, 
I mean, someone you see all the time and had a conversation with, like if he takes your machine in the weight room, you're a little shitty. I'm like, Franklin knew I was super setting with yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and you're in the same place. You spend the same amount of time, mm-hmm. but it's just total different di- dynamics. But your thoughts? Um, I think in regards to the different tranches I personally put friends in, I think it it's a reflection of what kind of value I'm trying to add to your life. Right. Uh, one of the things my therapist harped on me on is to stop thinking about relationships based on what their va- what kind of value they're mm-hmm. bringing to you, and more so on what value you're bringing to them. Sure. Um, just because you know, I think it's a reflection of what how you view that person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you talk about any relationship, as soon as someone starts to like slack off or let go or whatever it may be, it's a very f- clear mm-hmm. indication of how that person view how the person views you and so i think of it the same way of how i show effort towards the other people right so the people closest to me like they can get anything from me like i'm regularly checking in on them i'm talking to them communicating even if it's you know someone that i know that mm-hmm. i might not get a ton of responses from via text but when i see him in person you know it's like we're you know old friends again you know we're yeah. family members mm-hmm. again and so i think the older i get that is kind of my philosophy on on friendships right. and you know the less value i'm trying to bring to your life it's kind of like i i know where you lie i am a giver just so i give too much like too much energy to to people that probably haven't earned it yet so so giving with energy not with money yeah <laughs> listen, listen Going to back to our last podcast <laughs> But anyone who listened to this who knows me knows that. So I don't have to tell them. That. Um uh I, I yes, effort, acts of service, I mean to friends, to everyone. Um Derek said something about, you know, the type of friend you are and good friendship and stuff like that. I think in all those scenarios though, one thing that's common is when you're making or becoming a better friend or closer friends, maybe is a better way to put it. It's always the experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Because like if you're at work, like you, you show up to work and you're dealing with something and someone at work, like helps you genuinely helps you with something personal. It's going to build a stronger relationship. Um, you know, that's going to span over where you would normally put walls up. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, and that's kind of where I go into like acquaintances. Cause every time I say acquaintances, I think of like, a buddy you would meet at a bar, right? You know, it's because you go out all the time. Um, you might have some mutual friends, but you had experiences. Like you've had nights out together, you've yeah. gone to dinner and, and you know, you've probably never even talked to this person about something per- super personal, right. but for some reason that person feels closer than maybe even your work friend that you mm-hmm. spend, you know, 10 hours a day with. So um, I think that's a big thing. And then discussing that dynamic between, acquaintances as they transition into closer friends and like the boundaries and where that's where I think you always type, you're saying it gets shaky. That's where I think it gets shaky because it's like, it's like a relationship. Yeah. One person is going to be more invested than the other and have expectations is probably the best w- word to use of like what this friendship is. Right. So when you, when you talked about um, like the weddings, right? Like it very easily could there have been the expectation, like, if I invite you to my wedding, I better be invited to yours. Yeah. Maybe not, but but a lot of a lot of times, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, it's a weird assumption to me. Yeah, <laughs> like fam, I'm excited have, when I'm have, not invited to someone's you wedding. Have, you guys, you, you have 300 people at your wedding. 
Yeah. I was one of 300. Right. Even someone close. Mine is a 60 person wedding. Like these are, these are different yeah. conversations mm-hmm. we're having. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. You gotta be, res- it's a respective or a, a, a person. What's it? It's reflective of situation. Yeah. Um, I had the capacity to invite you. So I did. Right. Your capacity may be different. Right. Your view of our relationship might be different. Your fiance also might just not like me. So right. But like, yeah. I might not. Yeah. Just, or if it's like, it might be static at the the wedding. It's like, yeah. Let's just avoid this altogether. Like mm-hmm. your ex is there, or right, right, right. You know, you have an old fling, or you you're known for a really wild night when you got a couple of drinks, right? You know, there's just things that go into those conversations. There's I think layers that, to it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? There's layers to it. Layers, you know, yeah. There's always, I always, there's always layers to it. No, and I just don't assume yeah. anymore that I'm gonna be in someone's wedding or I'm gonna be at someone's wedding yeah. because at the end of the day, like if that's your friend, they're still your friend regardless right. of the event. Yeah. Um, and I think that with weddings, like we assume how much is in our control. Mm-hmm. And I like, I, I personally have seen a number of my friends get married and it's like that assumption gets clarified very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Once you start, you yeah. know, when those X's and O's yeah. and the numbers and the checks yeah. you know, and the checkbooks come out, you know, you start. I mean, to... I've been married, so I, I get it more than, more than, you know. Yeah. Um, if we're being honest, when's the last time your feelings got hurt by by a friend? Uh, I'm trying to think of mine. I think it happens all the time. To you? When's the last time? I think probably before Christmas. Really? Um, yeah, I'm very big on leaving room for explanation. I think that's the oh. biggest thing with me that people don't quite grasp. And I even had it in my Twitter bio for a while where I was like, if you see something you disagree with, like, please ask me if you right. my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think I view things from two different perspectives. Certain topics for me are very gray. Some are very black and white. Mm-hmm. I think that my delivery and tone can yeah. sometimes come off in the wrong way. Like yeah, a, a, a fair amount of my ability to conversate is dictated on the fact that you know i did things as a kid that helped me learn how to slow down my speech pronounce mm-hmm. enunciate mm-hmm. um you know i did mock trial as a kid i was comfortable talking in front of people you know i still get you know stage fright in regards to public speaking but i can figure out if i'm talking too fast yeah, or right. you slow things down or people don't understand that like increasing here versus a pause for reflection or whatever it may be and so I think that sometimes when I have conversations with people, that's what's going through my head as I speak. And so mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't want to say the best, but I don't have the most clear depiction of everything that I want to say when I sure. say it. But I think that's, I think that's just everyone in in a way. I think everyone is me getting stereotypical again. Everyone's gotten really sensitive mm-hmm. to like judge first ask the question after it's not even it's, it's not even judgment for me although it's there's a layer of that because i think that's the layer after my first uh, thing and it, that's right. the assumption part um i think it's very easy for someone to come to an occlu- conclusion when they don't have a full sure picture are you gonna tell us wh- how you got your feelings hurt oh it was just uh <laughs> it was an assumption that i like i like that combo but i'm like <laughs> I just remembered myself. I was like, "Wait, hold on." Uh, it was a it was an assumption that I wasn't responding because I didn't want to talk to that person, right? And it was more so of, "I'm the worst at forgetting to hit send on a text," right, uh, dude? That's and, me. And so when I inevitably come back to my text messages yeah. and I see, "Oh shit!" Like I did not hit send, on right, right, right. Like I genuinely mean that when right. I, um, and I think that it made my case worse. Um, 
you know, six months ago when I still had my read receipts on. Yeah. Whereas like now I don't have them on. So I can generally like, you yeah. don't know what time I read. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and so not having the opportunity to explain where I was coming from in that situation, right. you know, it was during the holidays. I had stuff going on. I was on the road. Right. You think there would be some sort of shared understanding and there wasn't. And then also from my perspective, I think a lot of the ways I get upset with people is similar to that. I get in a situation where I say something or do something and someone assumes my intent right? rather than asking me my intent. For sure, yeah. And I think that that's the reason why with you know my closer friends, it's very easy to maintain these relationships because they'll check me. Like, yeah. Especially the women in my life that I'm yeah. cool with, like they'll, they'll come out of the left and just... Yeah, pop me right in the face. It's like some it's some verbal jab, though. Yeah. yeah, and and so valuable and needed. That, but and I understand everyone can't have that. But I mean, it's definitely definitely useful. What about you? The last time I got my feelings hurt, I think um, I'm still learning how to communicate. You know, um, mm-hmm. there's times where there's, my head gets too much. I think I don't want to play the creative card, but right. life kind kind of gets too much, and I tend to turtle. Um, okay, and over the past couple of years, I've tried to explain that to whether it's women in my life or close friends or friends that I'm building up um, and them using that against me. Yeah. You know, and I think when those happening, those really cut deep because I'm like opening up. I'm like yeah. showing you the gates in me. I'm just like, we're yeah. too jaded people. You know, yeah. Well, what you learn is that everybody is just in a different way. Um, I'm trying, dude, I can't. Even... hits a little different on this side. Yeah. <laughs> Like when he starts talking and crewing, and I'm like, I've been there. Yeah. I've said this to her before. <laughs> right. Those are the times. And I think um, I have a, just a big issue when people use um, negative emotions I've had in the past against me. You know? Yeah, I can see that. that um, something that is like I shared that with yeah. you, not not to give you ammo, mm-hmm. but to to help you understand. So I I definitely get that. God, when. Now I'm now I'm wondering, do I have any friends? Because I'm like. <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't think it's an issue of stuff hasn't happened that could have potentially hurt my feelings. I think maybe my expectations, maybe this is sad too, but maybe my expectations are so low that I'm not getting my feelings hurt. Um, Why is that? Like, where's? I think you know. There's been some. If we're gonna, you know, if I'm gonna lay on the couch, um, there's been some really, really close friends that that have hurt me in the past. There was, you know, they say don't do business with friends. There was one that that we had a business that was starting to get get off the ground, and some shady stuff happened there. I mean, we had to go to court for that and everything. Yeah. Um, I won, but um, but that I mean that obviously friendship over that kind of thing, and so. You know, that starts that. Um, I think relationships with, as we talked about, relationships with women, I think living in Chicago um, and other cities, Chicago, Detroit, not so much Detroit. I I think Chicago more than anywhere, just because it's bigger and you have to kind of put walls up like we talked about before. Um, And none of my close, close friends are here. And I, where did I put, did I, I can't remember if I said it on a podcast. I think I did but on the love one. Right. I said that people you love are the only ones that can hurt you. Yeah. And so I think the people that are here haven't hurt me in a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why the saying is, you know, protect me from the ones I love. I can handle the ones that don't. Right. Yeah. Right. And you, you can, you, you know, yeah. it's coming from the people outside of your inner circle. Right. When it's from your inner circle, yep. it's like, 
you were literally stabbing me in the back. I think I mean, if I'm being honest, and I think she would know this. So I don't think I'm putting anything out there. My, my mom just started listening to this today, I think. So I had to be careful. But I think the last person that hurt me was uh, my sister. And, I, and I'll say she's a friend. Um, <laughs> no, because I think, you know, we have like a sister friend. For second, friend six, um, second. Well, to be honest, and, and I hope if she hears this or my mom hears this, they take this the right way. We're, we're so far apart in age that, that we never really were super close. Like we're, we're eight years. So, you know, we really couldn't have conversations really until she was like in college. Yeah. And which means you really start to build like a friendship. Like we never had the, like, I needed to protect my little sister type thing or fighting about eight anything. Eight years is two schools away. That's a middle yeah. school and high school. Yeah. Like, so, so know. really, I think, I think it is more of like a friendship than a, than a sister first, but obviously you protect her like a sister, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, I think, I think that would be the last time. When was that? She was, cause she always misunderstands my intent to your point. And so then she'll act like that, you know, act off of that. I should say. And then, and then we get into it. So I think that's the last time. Um, but no, that's interesting. I think, you know, the dynamic I said of, of a bigger city and we talked about this in the dating, dating part of it, but I think you just end up having a lot more acquaintances. When I lived in like Indianapolis, I don't feel like I had any acquaintances. I feel like everyone I knew was a, was a friend Yeah. here or Detroit. I'll put Detroit in this. You just know people that. You're just like, um, I mean, I know him. Or you see him, you know. You see him around. Yeah, and it's just, you know. Sometimes we just got called spade a spade. Yeah. A lot of these dudes, especially in Chicago, are not good people. Right. Well, there's that. (laughs) So they're not really my friends. Like, you're just someone I'm cordial with. Mm -hmm. Like, we might follow each other on social media. We might bump into each other when we go out. But I don't know anything about you. You don't know anything about me. And for the glimpses of your personality that I've seen, I'm cool. Yeah. Um. I don't think that we should ever overstep that boundary. Yeah. But oftentimes people feel like because they have even an inkling of access, they mm-hmm. know more than they do. Right. And to me, I think that's one of the biggest banes of my existence is, is like, I don't even want to be on some like, <laughs> <laughs> like fam, you're 32. Like, why are you doing right. this? Right. right. Why are you <laughs> telling me? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just certain things I see when I'm out and I'm like, even at my age or even in my position, not even from a place of judgment, but from a place of questioning, because I am trying mm-hmm. to understand, like, why why do you feel this way? Right. Um, and so once I start seeing people move in a manner that's not in my best interest, I'm mm. just like, you know, we'll keep cordial so yeah. that we don't have tension while I sure. see yeah. you, but not someone I would welcome into my home. Yeah. Um, if someone was like, yo, like blah, 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 wants to come with me and be like, sure, fine. Because they're with you. Right. Make sure that you feel comfortable. Right. But I would never extend that invitation on my own. Straight to them. Mm -hmm. What about if someone wanted, so for instance, I meet you and I'm like, Franklin's dope. Like this kind of goes into the vulnerability side of what if I wanted to be better friends with you? I'm like, Franklin's dope. Like, I mean, legit, you almost just have to like, I don't even know how you you would bridge the gap. Like even, even us right now, like if I was like, damn, I wanted to kick it with Franklin on the side, I guess I'd have to ask you to go out, ask you on a date, ask you to coffee. What do I, what do I, how would I? So I have this weird. And, and, and I'm asked both of you before you go, cause it may change your answer. Have you ever 
I'm trying to think for myself as well. Have you ever like had a had a friend or met someone, a dude, and you're like, damn, yeah, you know, I want to kick, you know, hang. Why can't I not talk? Am I am I nervous? <laughs> Do you make me nervous? What <laughs> 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 have you ever met a dude that you did want to like spend more time with? And I'm trying to think of how yeah. that goes. Yeah. I mean, I think that they've the people who are more interested in getting to know me have made the effort to do so. Sure. Um, and you see, I think you see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reciprocated. So he knows one of our homies. He, yeah. he moved here in the last year. Shout out George. Um, he's an entrepreneur, owns, runs his own business, but also works for a firm. And he's in a similar position to me, a little older than me. So he's right. a, little, a little bit more established and he has a really yeah. great background. And he was just like, yo, I really rock with you. Yeah. Like, let's grab dinner. Let's grab drinks. Sure. So we literally like, I think the last time he and I, like we do it pretty regularly. He'll just yeah. hit me up like every six to 10 weeks and we'll just, let's catch up. Yeah, for sure. And he's in a group chat with me. So he sees what I'm going through and yeah. he's on my close friends on Instagram. So he sees what I'm going through. But sometimes he's like, let's just you and I chop it up. Yeah. And like, we went to Beatrix last time and we ordered like prime rib. We split the coffee yeah. in a bottle, um, got a bottle of red wine and we literally talked for like two hours. And he was like, Yo, I'm gonna go talk to this girl real quick. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go talk to this girl real quick. <laughs> yeah. And we went about our business. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think it was really cool to just have the space to communicate. Sure. And, and I'm also someone where, and I think for a lot of people who don't know me, you know, when I go out, a lot of people are like, Oh, why are you mad? Or like, Oh, yeah. why aren't you talking? And I'm just like, it's not even that I'm selective about my energy in regards to who I share it with, but it's more so of, I and and Derek knows this. Like I, I come from a very vulnerable p- position with my friends. Like yeah. they know what I'm working on in therapy. They know what's going on in my personal right. life, my family, work, whatever it may be. And so I'm used to having very intimate, personal conversations sure. with my friends. I'm and the so same. Yeah. When I go out and I'm in a group of 15, 20, 30 people, I'm still expecting that same yeah. level mm-hmm. of conversation. But you and I don't have that relationship. For sure. And here's the thing. I would prefer we do right because then I can determine whether or not I really want to be good friends with you or not. Um, but I think the problem is, is a lot of the times when I'm out and I'm interacting with people in these settings, we're usually at the bar or at a social event where there is beverages. Sure. And so they're trying to like turn up and mm-hmm. like drink and, you know, whatever it may be. And, and I'm usually someone where if I'm going out, like it takes a lot for me to get yeah. to that level. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really a drinker when mm-hmm. I go out, you'll see me sip, the entire right. time but it's like for every drink you have you know it's like a quarter of a drink for right, me. right right you know like your numbers are going to be different and so for me i'm more so there for the company like i'm less worried about the location i'm more worried about who i'm with right. and so a lot of people were just oh like what's going on with you like uh, you know how was your week like yeah. how are you doing like what'd you do earlier today and i'm like i don't care any like, yeah, yeah, that. like yeah. let's talk about the abandonment issues right, yeah. right. <laughs> i'm trying to like really understand you like yeah, what sure. makes you tick and I think that is displayed extremely well with, you know, the women that I have in my life mm-hmm. and, you know, even the ones that I'm platonic with, you know, they'll say, Hey, I've never really been asked that question. Like I had a yeah. girl I'm, I'm cool with. And, you know, we got in a whole conversation about boundaries and I asked her about the boundaries in her life because she was going through some stuff with, you know, someone in yeah, her life. Right. And, 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 you know, she hit me up earlier today and she was like, I've never really had that question asked to me. Yeah. And I really appreciate you like pushing me For to sure. think about that. And for me, I would rather have those interactions mm-hmm. than the yo, dude, like, for sure. like I'm, I'm, it's like we've done this fifty times. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna do no, it's this. the same, the same person yeah. too, sometimes. And it's like I see you every four to five weeks, and we right. have a similar conversation. Right. Like, yeah. there's nothing below yeah. the layer. And as someone who prefers 
the intimacy of those below the layer conversations like i don't want to be the buzzkill when right. you're like 100%. six beers deep and you're like dude like the packers just scored a touchdown <laughs> <laughs> like like i don't care yeah i'm if i'm gonna watch the game i'm gonna watch the game yeah. right like people get like oh why are you mad i'm like it's third and 14 right. yeah <laughs> It's literally a two point game right yeah, now. Like, let's, game. Watch yeah, let's watch yeah. the game. <laughs> which, like, which the is, Chiefs are trying to get a first round bye next week. Well, like, there's a lot to that too. Like the comfort in silence. Like yeah. a lot of people are, you know, when, when you're talking about this thing is talking to me. Uh-oh. A lot of people are uncomfortable in those situations when you're not with close friends and having silence. So it's it's an important thing there. I don't want to miss it by the the wayside that uh, the question I, he answered about. What did I say? It, the last time you met some, a dude mm-hmm. that you wanted to spend more time around. Mm. I can give you a minute. I'll answer. Um, there's a dude at the gym. Um, shout out, Rhett, so, since, that, mm-hmm. since that's how you do it. Um, he, uh, the, Yeah, we've kind of done the same thing. We've grabbed breakfast a couple times. We've had some extended conversations in the gym. I've seen him out a couple times. So so now you're talking, you know, several touches. Um, and obviously a lot, a lot more frequent than than um uh george you were talking about um but what i respect about it is that it's not like every time i see him even though we're getting closer it's not like every time i see him has to be a long conversation or Mm -hmm. it can sometimes even be like you know we walk by each other i'm just like bro i'll catch up with you later um and and so i think to your point i think it's been pretty mutual um both sides asking, you know, you know, let's catch up, let's grab a, you know, let's grab breakfast, let's grab. Uh, we haven't done drinks or dinner or anything like that, but go. We go to East Bank, so you know, there's a there's a restaurant in there, which I think East Bank is a is a different uh, brand of gym, almost like more of a country club that would lend to that a little more than than a different gym. But uh, but yeah, that'd be my example for sure. Yeah, I think what comes to mind is a, a good friend of mine, or starting to be a good friend of mine, Sims Kelly. I mm-hmm. think um, I met him because he works at the retail store of Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, he was like, he has like a 10, 12 year gap on me. Okay. And I think just the first time we met in the store, and I was just picking out like, just like well, how his brain works. Like, yeah. Something like yeah. when I can sit across so many real, oh, their yeah. wheels are really, really right, turning, sure. and they're not just grabbing at the you know lowest fruit. Um, so I, we would get coffee or just be like, dude, I want to pick your brain. Like mm-hmm. not even for advancement of anything, just like, how does your brain tick? Like what are, why is it connected where mm-hmm. like, you know, how you move is, is way more important to me. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think that from the value perspective, yeah, my friends know best, like I'm all about information. Like mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, like I read articles on articles Yeah. Um, in an average week, I'm probably reading between 50 to hundred articles. Right. Uh, and so when I talk to people, it's more so about sharing information. And so the best thing you can do is also share information. Sure. And so I think my friends that get along the best with me are people who are curious. Um, I think that most of our friend group is ambitious, but the biggest thing behind ambition is being curious. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think we've gotten along so well is that as much as I add or pour into their life, they're also like, hey, like this is what I'm doing right now. Sure. Here's what you can do. Here's some information you never thought about. Here's some way of like, you know, expounding your knowledge. Like our friend Chewy, he's doing all this personal development. I'm doing some personal development. And we were like, these two things align with each other. And mm-hmm. so he has uh, an opportunity through work to do a family plan for oh. like Duolingo. Right. And so he's like, here's a login. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. For sure. Didn't take any skin off his back. Right. But he was like, hey, this is going to help your life in XYZ. Yeah. You know, go do that. I'm 
someone who's done that with him in the past. Yeah. So I want to be on a level with someone where we have a shared familiarity. Sure. And I think that, you know, as we get older, the situational awareness in regards to how that relationship is curated mm -hmm. needs to be much more discussed than it is. Mm -hmm. Like, if I only see you at the bar, like, what do you think is yeah. going to happen with our relationship? Right. And if we are at the bar and I am trying to dive deeper and you're sure. kind of just like, well, that's cool. And then you just like walk away right, and sure. like you go get another drink because you're like, oh, this dude's killing my vibe. Sure. That's always going to be our vibe. Then. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell yeah. there's been many times me and Frank at the bar and we're talking about, once again, abandonment issues, <laughs> or <laughs> breakup or yeah, something yeah. like that, you know, like, like our careers or what's um, going on. Yeah. I think I have to give a shout out to you. Like, I think when I first moved here to Chicago a couple of years ago, I met him. I didn't have many Nigerian friends. Right. You know, so we sat, I think. You're in, Nigerian? I think we sat in my What's your last name? Arrow. E-R-U-O. Okay. And we talked about what it's like to have African parents mm -hmm. and relationships. Right. And what it means for like a career. How ambitious we are coming from like a place of trauma. So right. It's like, <laughs> let's be ambitious. You right. Know, yeah. And, you know, Kumbaya, where it comes from like a, That's a the, heavy hand of a father. Right. You know. It's the biggest misconception with. I think how I'm viewed is a lot of people think that because I talk the way I talk, I dress the way I dress and I carry myself the way I carry myself, that I grew up in a very American household. Right. And that couldn't be farthest. Right. From the right. Truth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both my parents are international too. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. And so I think that once again, going back to an earlier part of the conversation, assumptions. Yeah. And so people think that because I look like, you know, I'm, you know, in my normal culture, black dude. light skin like this. yeah yeah for light, sure like, that's why i light, said that light skin isn't a, a mixed thing it's literally right. just the color of your skin right whereas in america it's a reflection yeah. of your parents yeah um and so like my cousins back home will call me light skin and so a lot of people think that because i look like this like i i'm pretty much like every other black man yeah you know in america and i've actually had nigerians who found out i was nigerian and they're like i would have never guessed right for sure you were nigerian i i and, felt the same way and so a lot of people don't think that how i view things is differently right my parents are both Nigerian. Mm. None of my siblings were born in the U.S. Like, okay. I grew up in- Are a, you the youngest? I'm the second. Okay. I'm an anomaly in my own family. Right. So, like, how do you think I'm going to traverse the, the dynamic of our relationship right. if you don't have a understanding that there needs to be some sort of, you know, push and pull on yeah. regards to information yeah. or giving me the space to explain or elaborate, which is why I always tell people, you know, if you really want to talk to me, like, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk. Like, don't- don't come in with anything top of mind. Just be like, let's just yeah, chop you know, it up. Chop it up. Yeah. I, uh, you said two things that I, we've obviously touched on it several times, just situational awareness. I think that's what the same place that expectations are curbed and, and understood and things like that. So I love that. Um, you Derek said something that is powerful that you kind of went into though. How many of your friends look like you? And it's gonna be different for you guys because you guys are, you said Kenyan, right? I'm, I'm Ghanian. Nigerian. Nigerian. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Ghanian. I'm oh, you're Nigerian. Nigerian. I'm Ghanian. Ghanian. Okay, sorry. Um, and and you know, there's so many different routes of look like you yeah. that you could go, right? Like look like you, athletic. Look like you, color of your skin. Look like you, how you dress. Um, look like you, like hang out in the same places as you. But like, I. I really do strive, and I think it's because I like to have different conversations. Obviously, this thing would would lend to that, but I really do strive to like be around different people. I, you know, 
this is a little thing, but I, I listen to every type of music, right? I'm from Texas, so country, you know, there's a there's a hot weight room somewhere that that really heavy metal is, you know, <laughs> unnecessary for, you know, classical music, you know, I try and appreciate it. Um, just the point of that is I try and do the same thing with people, right? Even so much that people who don't like, you know, like me, I mean, it, you know, so if I find out that someone is racist, um, you know, racist against black people, you know, there's, you know, so many different things, but if I find out someone is racist, like, I almost want to like talk to them and yeah. like, understand like, you know, how'd you get like that? Because I'm cool off that. Yeah. I'm sure you I, are. I feel like I'm, I'm in the boat of just like, what are the layers that got you well, to? Well, and there's so, and, and I always think I'm going to be captain save a hoe, right? I always think <laughs> I'm going to be the one dude that's going to yeah. make them change their mind. Right. And you, and it, it, you know, who knows how it goes like that, but I think the the point of where I'm going is, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on that? On, you know, California, I know you're obviously, you don't have a choice. Like, if you're going to have friends, it's going to be a diverse mix. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I got lucky because I, I grew up in Canada. I spent right. most of my upbringing okay, yeah. in Canada. And I had a wide, wide, diverse group of friends. And it kind of gave me a superpower to walk into any room. What part of Canada? Um, Toronto. Okay, so I was going to say, because not all of Canada yeah. is, is diverse like that. And yeah. it kind of gave me the superpower, which when I was younger, I didn't appreciate yeah but for now, sure as i got older like i can walk into any room and communicate you mm -hmm. know different cultures you know skin tones like right. the whole nine right um that's very different and i've had conversations with friends about like what it's like between canada and the u.s yeah where, like the u.s is very cliquish for sure know? like i remember there were stories in high school where i went to a very predominantly white school right like we're talking 98 percent. oh the same right 100 and there i would sit with minor other minorities and people would be like who are you with them like yeah. here's the perception on them i go right. no i didn't grow up like that yeah you know, they're just people yeah you know um it'd be your own one yeah, sometimes be, yeah so yeah. it was just i i try to keep a diverse group of people just from background but just also knowledge base sure you know like all my friends are in real estate and accounting sure i, I think i'm one of the few who's like has a quote-unquote creative title mm -hmm. you know um so that's something that's just like very, very important to me. I think yeah. just being stimulated with information and conversation yeah. is how I get, keep going in life. For know? sure. I think from my perspective, mine's different from his. I, I moved every three years growing up. And right. So, you know, started out in a predominantly minority area, went to a predominantly white area, right. moved to a predominantly black area, went right. to a predominantly white area. And the predominantly white area is where I spent most of my adolescence from like seventh grade all the way through high school. Mm -hmm. And so it was different for me than, you know, when I was used to in elementary school where like most of the kids looked like me. And I think that because I was so used to bouncing around that actually, you know, made me part of the reason why I am today and, and how social I am. Cause I had to blend into yeah. different environments and very quickly at a very early age. Um, I think the one thing that kind of led me to where I'm at now in regards to my friend group was being in a predominantly white high school through, you know, that period, especially with, you know, the rise of Obama and, mm -hmm. and it was, you know, pre-Trump and you, you you saw, you know, kind of how that kind of perspe perceptive or perspective works in real time. Right. Um, and so, you know, in that moment, I was moving to college and I was very worried about you know, how do I get ahead? How do I stay competitive? Because I was in the mode where I'm about to start, quote unquote, working on your brand, right. working on right, your right. resume. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, I, I realized, you know, I missed being in predominantly minority environments because it felt more natural and it felt more comfortable and it gave me the opportunity to be, to be more authentic. Sure. 
And so I think that the reason why my friend group is, you know, as diverse as it is now is because I made a conscious effort to, you know, double down on the people in my life that I knew would pour back into me and I could pour back into. Sure. And there was some mutual understanding once again of what our relationship right. was. And it's like, kind of in a sense like us versus the world but it's not really us versus the world yeah. like it's a mutual understanding that like we don't have the same opportunity and so it's imperative for us to make sure that we stand together sure and so even when we're talking in our own mutual lanes like he's a creative and i'm in the you know finance real estate world i can talk to him about being you know the, the one of the few minorities in my space because he's going through that exact same exactly. thing and so it's difficult for me to facilitate that conversation with our non-minority friends because they don't know yeah, they don't, what that yeah, feels like, for sure. but they still add value to my life for in sure. a different way and a different aspect. It was more so where, where do they fall in that blender? One right. again. And, you know, I'm very fortunate for the people in my life, you know, that I have right now because they are very receptive to, you know, how I operate and how I want to carry myself and mm -hmm. they don't really make me plug into a box one way or another. And so I, I think that, you know, that's a difficult relationship to have with yourself, mm -hmm. you know, not even talking about other people, yeah. but like, can you do the work to make sure that you're yeah. maintaining all of these? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that for me is why I've gotten more selective about how I allocate my time and how I allocate my energy, because it's going to get more and more daunting as you get older, right, because you're sure. going to meet new people yeah. and you're going to, yep. you're going to find, like, I, I think about, you know, even our relationship, like I've known him for three years now, like, he's in the same category of friends that I've known for eight to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that is probably going to happen, you know, in five years from now, yeah. six months yeah. from now, you just might bump into someone and it's like, we've been best friends for sure. the moment we met right. each other. Right, right, right. It's like, you have to understand how to, to maintain that. And, and sometimes people do fall off and that's not a problem. It's just, you know, I appreciate the memories and, and we've obviously outgrown the need for this relationship and, and I wish you nothing but the best. Right, yeah. Um, and and sometimes, you know, like I have a friend from high school who's like my best friend in high school and then as soon as we went to college, it was like... Yeah, no, for sure. I, I have a few of those. But yeah, I mean, I could reach out to him and be like, yo, or if I'm in town, yo, mm -hmm. but, like, let's catch up type thing. I just kind of keep it so we so we know exactly where we're at. But yeah, um, yeah I, I feel the same way. I mean, you guys almost knocked the nail on the head. I... I probably, like I said, I'm probably a lot more free and loose with some of my energy in that mm -hmm. I end up having friends from a lot of different groups just because I'm, I'm, you know, giving out more energy like yeah. that. I'm not, I'm not as selective. I, I'm deciding, you know, that's not always health. Obviously it's not always healthy. So deciding what, you know, how I even feel about that. But yeah, I, I feel like I'm almost the one. No, I, I don't expect people to spend time with me to, to pour energy back, but, mm -hmm. I, but I definitely am the one where it's like, what's wrong with buddy? Like he, he don't want to be friends <laughs> yeah. or even cordial type of thing. So, so I do think that, um, yeah, but that timer, you know, I, I wanted to keep it in a, in a, a decent space. So I always let everyone kind of wrap up. Like if you have any, any last feelings or mm -hmm. overarching thoughts on it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think that as we get older and as we talk about relationships from a friend perspective, just get more comfortable asking why. Yeah. Um, I think that while that's a very simple question, it's a very compounding question yeah. because if you keep asking why you get for closer and closer yep. to the actual root of what the, that person is talking about, and I think you might actually question the way they're thinking about whatever the topic may be. Sure. So from my perspective, I always say that because 
going back to you know talking about assumptions and, mm-hmm. and understanding where you fall in that stack just ask why yeah um it could be because of the value you bring to the relationship it could be because you don't know x y and z mm-hmm. or because could be because they have said trauma or they mm-hmm. feel like you might be dismissive or judgmental like you don't know so you have to always just ask why and i think sometimes that we have to just accept that some people are afraid to ask why sure and that's okay but if you are be real with yourself and take responsibility for the world you're going to create for yourself by not knowing why. Mm. Yeah. I think firstly, thank you for oh, having dude. me. Great, Great. Amazing conversation. Always love sitting down and love to talk even after this right. you know, off mic, but I think just doubling down on what Frank said, it's just like asking those questions. Why I mm. think digging, digging deep is something you should do regardless right. of what you find. If it's like gold or just coal, you know, yeah. just kind of, digging deep into those friendships and seeing like what's what's truly at the bottom of the well yeah i think for me it was um you know the those couple questions i had kind of came to me mm-hmm. in that you know or, you know when was the last time your feelings were hurt by a friend um how would you you know if, if there's a friend potential friend how do you you know take the next step with them for lack of better words i, I think those are things that you know, everyone can do a little better because of what we said, situational awareness and, and all those things. Um, and, and sometimes it's just, um, manning up by being more vulnerable, right? Like there's, there's people out there that to Frank's point could add value to your life that you never get there because you're being, because uh, let me say this, someone who's acting the way Frank was talking about at a bar may not want to act that way. He thinks that's what he thinks that's how he's supposed to act. Yeah. We're supposed to care about the game. We're not supposed to care about you know, when's your, you know, are you in a relationship or not? You know, uh, you know, how, how are things going to work? Getting a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, opening yourself up to, and putting thought and intentional, you know, action into how you go about doing those things. And I mean, you got me thinking now I'm like, damn, what am I like at the bar? I'm like, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm not, you know, that dude. So, um, (laughs) I, I I, I don't think I am because I'm always up for a conversation, but, um, but I, I, no, I'm not, I'm going to take that back. I I definitely can be that guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, and I, and I think that's where some of what I said came from is that, you know, why am I doing that? And there is times for that, right? Like, Every person I meet, we don't need to have a conversation, yeah, just right? Reading the room, yeah, just yeah, reading the room. But, but I do want to be intentional about the the times in between, and if, and maybe, even so much so that if someone is trying to talk to me, just having the awareness that oh, like this person is trying to like take that next step to go deeper, um, and you know, from what we said about the people that we mentioned, you know, it could be a flattering type thing, and you never know what could go. So that's where I leave it. But yeah, bro, I mean, to the to the point you made, I appreciate it so much. Every time someone uh, makes time to sit down, you know, if you, even if it's just me and you doing another one, you know, I do them over zoom, I do them however. So, Mm -hmm. um, so always open to it and, you know, all love from you. So (laughs) appreciate it guys. Uh, uh, Marathon mentality podcast, um, you know, follow us there. IG handles will be in the description. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.